this CBT teacher hat is going to require you to know what you want as an outcome. It's kind of like being an attorney. Don't ask a question you don't already have the answer to, right? Hi, I'm Dr. Kate Walker. I'm a marriage and family therapist, practice owner, and professor of counselor education who took a passion for training the next generation of mental health providers and turned it into a multi-six-figure business that designs the courses that teach mental health providers how to be clinical supervisors. Teaching graduate students and seasoned counselors, I learned about the fears. Fears about failing, quitting toxic work environments where you're seeing 80 clients a week, Fears about starting a private practice, running out of money, getting in trouble by the licensing board, the IRS, you name it. I created the Texas Counselors Creating Badass Businesses community so mental health providers like you could have a step-by-step guide and learn actionable steps to achieve the security, freedom, and satisfaction of a counseling career you'll love. Look, you had the dream to become a mental health professional. You got the degree, you took the exams, you put in the time, whatever your business is, a private practice, maybe you want to sell courses like I do, you're adding clinical supervision, you want to write a book or get paid to speak, whatever it is, you are too important to your community to lose to getting in trouble, giving up, going broke, and burning out. Are you ready to break through those fears once and for all? I thought so. Let's get to work. Welcome to Texas Counselors Creating Badass Businesses, where it's all about working smarter, not harder. And here's your host, Dr. Kate Walker. Well, let your kids get tattoos, but is not a fan of piercings. Hey, it's Dr. Kate Walker, and today I want to tell you all about CBT supervision. Now, if you have ever been a client or you have been a counselor, therapist, psychologist, you know what CBT is. I mean, almost everybody who has even a smidge of information about mental health services has seen the term cognitive behavioral therapy. Well, what I want you to get out of today's podcast episode is an idea about how Clinical supervision is its own thing. It is its own theory. And the words that come out of your mouth, clinical supervisor, those words will be informed by your supervisee's issue, their developmental stage, and by your supervision theory. So by the time you finish this podcast, you're going to understand not only what CBT supervision is, you'll know what it sounds like and you will understand what it's not. All right, let's get to work. Welcome again to what is CBT supervision? Sounds kind of boring, right? Because like CBT, we think about sometimes as being very, very basic. And when we think about it in terms of counseling, we think of, uh, you know, Beck and Robert Ellis, right? We think in terms of schemas and our clients come to us with certain core beliefs. And then our job as a counselor is to help the client identify those beliefs as either working for them or not working for them. And when they're not working for them, we call them thinking errors or cognitive distortions. And then we help them sort of dispute those 
beliefs and replace them with new ones. And, you know, we can go into a lot of different ideas and theories and techniques around CBT counseling. Well, one of the first things I think people taking the 40-hour training to become a supervisor in Texas get from me right off the bat is that supervision is not counseling. It has its own interventions. It has its own reasons for doing things. It has its own ways of intervening because this person in front of you is not a client, right? They are paying for your time, but they've got to take the information and go deliver it to another person. Your supervisee is going to be your colleague. Put it that way. You are growing this supervisee into your colleague. And in the best world possible, this person's going to stay with you, not just for the 18 months to two years to five years that it takes for them to get their license. If all goes well, you're going to be part of their life for as long as they're a professional. My mentor, uh, Dr. Judy Detrude, you know, she's retired and I'm still friends with her. I still keep up with her. I still go to her with issues. She's the one who helped design, who literally allowed me to ride her coattails as I developed the 40-hour training. Dr. Chi Sing Lee, who is my LPC and LMFT supervisor, I still go to him with issues and we're close friends. So you're going to stay part of the supervisee's life if all goes well. And it starts here, understanding what you're doing, when you're doing it, and why you're doing it. So what CBT supervision is not, it's not teaching CBT concepts in supervision. Okay. That is not CBT supervision. That would be like, okay, you know, my supervisee comes to me and they're very curious about CBT and they're choosing me as their supervisor because I'm a CBT person. So I'm going to teach them everything I know about CBT. That's not CBT supervision. That is teaching CBT concepts. Now you may do that. You may even use CBT supervision to teach CBT concepts, but just teaching those concepts does not make it CBT supervision. So telling your supervisee, here's a list of cognitive distortions. Let's go through them. Mental filtering, overgeneralization, fortune teller error. That's not CBT supervision. That's teaching your supervisee about and how to use cognitive behavioral therapy concepts. So why do we use something called CBT supervision? Well, CBT supervision is actually when you put on your teacher hat. So in supervision, we take on roles, different roles all the time. You may be in the role of coach. You may be in the role of teacher. You may even take on the role of counselor for a brief, brief amount of time with your supervisee. And we're constantly adjusting our role to the issue that the supervisee brings us and to their developmental level. Now their developmental level defined as level one, level two, level three, just to keep things simple or novice, teenager, colleague, right? At level one, they're brand new. You're helping them acclimate to the profession. You may be teaching them new skills. They're learning how to get their notes in on time. They're learning how to keep appointments, stay on time, stay organized. Level two, they're like, I want to do it my way. (laughs) Don't tell me what to do. That's why I call it the teenage level. If you're listening to this LPC and LMFT associates, please laugh inside. I promise these levels 
are defined to help you understand how completely normal your behavior is. Because level three, I want you to be my colleague. I want to buy you a beer when we go to TCA together. I want us all to be able to share ideas and refer to one another. So level one, level two, level three. When I put on my teacher hat, I will most likely be using CBT supervision. CBT supervision is very structured. It is very goal-oriented, and there are specific interventions and outcomes that I'm wanting. So if you think of a spectrum of, let's say, parenting, right? so you've got snowplow parent over here, and you have laissez-faire free-range parent over here, CBT is going to lean a little bit more this way. It's more hands-on, which you can imagine is very appropriate for a level one novice supervisee. They're brand new to your supervision. If you've hired them, maybe they're very new to your practice. If they're new to a new job setting, you can even have someone who was far along in their hours. If they get a new job, they may feel like they're level one again because they're having to learn all new things about this new job. So this is when you do things like go over your contract again. You'll go through the orientation. You'll set the terms for their first evaluation. You'll teach them the things that exceed expectations or maybe just meet expectations or fall below expectations and they need remediation, right? So this CBT teacher hat is going to require you to know what you want as an outcome. It's kind of like being an attorney, right? Don't ask a question you don't already have the answer to, right? So with that level one supervisee or a supervisee who's in a new situation, or what I'll talk about in a minute, which is a supervisee who may be facing a critical incident, they are in a space where, holy moly, I need some guidance. Or if you have caught them in something that they don't realize is critical, this is you putting on the teacher hat going, I am not going to be hands-off right now. I'm going to get right up in your business and I'm going to figure out what to do because I know what the correct course of action is. And it's one that you either haven't taken, you have taken it and it was wrong, or you took it and it was the right action at the wrong level. So very directive, very goal-oriented, and you are beginning with the end in mind. You already have an idea of what you want the supervisee to do, what you want them to know. That's the when and the why for CBT supervision, because there are all kinds of different theories of supervision, you know, person-centered, psychodynamic, solution-focused, all of those have different outcomes, right? You have to know what you want out of your supervisee as you're talking, as you're designing the intervention. So the when and the why of CBT, when something's new, when someone is new, or when there's a critical incident or even a remediation that needs to happen. Hey, badasses, we can all agree that counselors want a path to a successful counseling career, but that means you have to find quality training. That's not even the real barrier. The real problem is a lot of information can be overwhelming and you, my badass, are busy. So you're probably asking yourself, how can I improve my practice while still caring for people? 
How do I grow my skill set, become a supervisor, without losing my work-life balance? How do I find quality training that won't cost too much time and money? Bottom line, counselors who want a successful counseling career value the goal of growing their skill set and even becoming a supervisor, but at the same time struggle with finding time to attend quality courses. Counselors can't overcome this barrier because so many times courses with tempting titles overpromise and underperform. Let me ask you something. What if there were courses that delivered exactly what they promised that didn't take a lot of time and didn't break the bank? That's exactly the kind of course we design at Kate Walker Training. I specialize in helping you grow your skill set and career with quality courses on demand. And we have so many to choose from. If you're asking yourself, where do I go if I want to sustain my practice and grow my marketing presence? Well, check out the Step It Up membership. What do you do if you're ready to pay it forward and add streams of income? Well, check out the supervisor training. See if you're eligible. If you're looking for an experience that's more hands-on, Keep an eye out for open enrollment for Badass Basics and our exclusive mastermind groups. So I'm going to give you some examples now with screen share. Again, if you're listening to this, I will post links. You'll be able to get the information either in the show notes or in your profile. So I'm going to talk about two things. One is the structure And this is just one example. Of course, you know, for you, put your own spin on it for your supervision practice. If you are a LPC or an LMFT associate and you're listening to this, this might even be something to help your own supervisor understand. And the structure, and of course, I did not make this up. I keep a library of resources. And so this is just one example. So a CBT, example CBT supervision in nine steps. So again, remember what I told you, right? CBT supervision, you know what you want the outcome to be. That's why this is such a great example because at the end, I mean, you know every step of the way what you want to happen because you know that you want to check their homework. You know that you're concerned perhaps about a certain person or perhaps a certain site or their caseload or issue. You want to leave room for them to discuss their own issues. You tell them in advance, hey, I know you may have a lot to talk about today. Here's our agenda. Just want you to know your time to discuss things with me is going to come about 10 minutes in. So are you okay with this? Good. We have two people who agree. Then let's keep moving. So number one is the check-in. Hey, you're here. Good. Good to see you. You doing okay? Great. Again, you might have a supervisee come in and just go, oh my gosh, I had a terrible week and I can't wait to tell you. And this is this client. You just hold on. We'll get to it. I promise. Here's what the agenda looks like today. So this is you, supervisor, kind of owning that structure is safety, right? You win the battle for structure, your supervisee can fill in and win that battle for initiative. So check-in, agenda setting, bridge from the previous supervision. How perfect is that for your level one novice or your maybe experienced supervisee at a new setting? Hey, this is what we talked about last time. I'm going to be checking in with that to see if you followed my direct 
objective, finish the homework. Then number four, inquiry about previously supervised therapy cases. I'm going to ask you about Joe over here at Joe's Counseling Shack. I'm going to ask about Jane over here at whatever. We'll talk about the homework. And you might even as a supervisor say, you know, for me, the most important thing that we get out of today's session is that I check on and you assure me that you followed my directive to report to CPS directly instead of going through your boss, that you followed my directive to have a conversation with your site supervisor about the lack of confidentiality in the break room, right? So you as the supervisor, again, you start this supervision knowing what you want to get out of it. So you let your supervisee know, hey, there's some wiggle room here because I recognize that we're two people, we're adults, we both have priorities. So for me, this is the most important thing. Then after you talk through, you will assign new homework. You will summarize, hey, here's what happened today. This is what I heard. And of course, we will do notes at that time. I've told you if you've ever taken a class from me about supervision, you know that I recommend that the supervisee also take notes or actually takes the note. You take a look at that note before your supervisee leaves you verify that they found and noted the key points. I know as a supervisor, one of the things I would do is I'd say, hey, write that down. <laughs> I would say, hey, you know this thing we're talking about, this directive, this homework, you're going to write this down. And at the end, if you haven't written it down, I will wait to sign while you are writing it down. And then you'll ask the supervisee, okay, what do you feel like was most important about today? And sign, sign. And of course, with me, I would take that supervision note, sign it. Once I verified it has everything that I said that's important on there, I scan it into our system. I hand my supervisee the hard copy. I have the electronic copy and away we go. So this is one example of a CBT supervision. Of course, you put your own spin on it because the key elements are here, right? You are definitely in your teacher role. You are absolutely more on the side of controlling this supervision rather than the laissez-faire hands-off. And you can see for yourself, this is a great way to address critical issues. Like I mentioned, you know, perhaps you at the last supervision said, you know, look, here's how you report to CPS, or here's how I want you to tackle this burnout issue that you're facing because you're seeing 80 clients a week. So this is great for you in your teacher role when you have to be more hands-on because of your supervisee's developmental level, because there are new things they are tackling, or because there's stuff you probably need to remediate. So this is one example. Now, the other thing I'm going to show you, this is Bloom's taxonomy for supervision. These are Socratic questions. Again, did not make this up. This comes from my library of things that I've gathered over the years. And actually, I don't even think I got this from a book. I think this is from Dr. Nictor at Sam Houston State University. <laughs> she let us have so many wonderful resources. And this was one of them. So Socratic questioning is a form of questioning. And so you can see how that is so not person-centered, right? Person-centered is all about reflecting content and effects and meaning, right? So when we talk about Socratic questioning and Bloom's taxonomy, so for those of you who need a refresher on Bloom's and who wouldn't, right? Because it's not like we use this stuff every day. Remember, Bloom's taxonomy starts with this idea of knowledge. 
I have this information. I consider this like the Jeopardy or the game show level, right? Okay, I know the stuff. I can regurgitate the stuff. In the middle of Bloom's taxonomy is this critical thinking piece. I can start to make decisions. I can analyze this stuff. I can synthesize stuff. The top level of Bloom's is this mastery space, right? Where you can create something that is particularly you, And you can grab what you need here, grab what you need there, and create an ethical, effective space. So when we apply this concept to counseling, here's that bottom level, knowledge. You might ask them about definitions or what are the core issues. I mean, very, very much about new information, comprehension, how well do you know that? Application, where would you use this? Under what circumstances? Analysis, compare this and this. Why did you choose this and not that? Synthesis, how would you do this differently? Level two, who wants to be independent and do it their way? I'm prepping you to do this on your own. You're asking me how I would do this, but I bet if we think a minute and you analyze these two things, you can come up with a way that's very effective. Level two, supervisee. Evaluation. Evaluation means you're evaluating different interventions and then voila, you are creating something that works for you, level three. Now my colleague, supervisee. All right, so CBT supervision, let's review a little bit. It is not teaching CBT concepts. It is about using your teacher hat in order to teach new concepts, remediate or help a supervisee through a critical incident. And the examples I gave you involve creating a structure and doing some Socratic questioning. Thank you for watching. I'm Kate Walker with Kate Walker Training. And this has been CBT Supervision. Here I go, I'm hitting pause. Hey, it's Dr. Kate Walker, and I am so excited about what's coming up the end of May, our upcoming group practice summit, GPS 2023, is a free virtual event that brings together mental health professionals interested in the business of running a group practice. Sessions and workshops are going to focus on topics like marketing and branding, financial management, legal and regulatory issues, and leadership and management strategies. This is happening May 24th through the 26th, and it's going to be three live virtual hours a day, five o'clock to 8 p.m., and it is free. Now, there will be replays for this as well, so if you're stressing out because you don't think you'll be able to make it live, no worries, we will have replays available. Now, I know that May 24th is a long way off, so when you do grab your ticket, I'm going to send you something to sort of take up your time while you're in line. This is my framework for a 10-minute consultation that will help you either, number one, create a client, number two, create someone who you can confidently refer to another trusted professional if they're not a good fit based on your schedule or your cost or your specialty, 
And number three, create a raving fan for your business. So my framework for a 10-minute consultation means you're going to take all of those phone calls and messages and emails when you call these folks back, when you talk to them with your amazing voice because they've connected with you, they want to come to see you, you are going to, number one, create a client. Number two, someone you can refer to another professional. And number three, create a raving fan who will tell family and friends and community how amazingly helpful you are. So when you sign up for the GPS 2023 Summit, you're going to get this framework. But wait, there's more. I always love saying that. You know at Kate Walker Training, I specialize in courses you will actually finish. And the 40-hour training to become an LPC or LMFT supervisor in Texas with our brand new study hall, which I'm so excited about. That is our claim to fame. It's what we are proud of. But we also have courses for whatever stage you are in the process. If you're one of those folks who was really self-directed and you're tired of the free stuff and you're ready to dive in, then man, the Step It Up membership is for you. I've got over 60 replays, continuing education, the Badass Business 2.0 courses in there. It's such a wonderful bunch of resources and it's so affordable. So the Step It Up membership is for you if you are that person who can take all of the resources and really figure it out and dive into it and make it work for your practice. If you're someone who, you know, that just sounds like drinking from the fire hose, I get you. Maybe the mastermind is a better approach. A mastermind group is a virtual group of five to seven people. We meet weekly, three times a month. The fourth time is a one-to-one 30-minute consult with me. And it's the same material. I hold nothing back in my mastermind groups. It's the same stuff, but it's a personal touch. Those applications are already open. We're going to be forming those mastermind groups the 1st of June. So you really need to get in there and fill out those applications today so you can schedule your phone call and you can ask all your questions and see if working with me is going to be a good fit. So whether you choose to do the Step It Up membership or the mastermind, I hope that you do the GPS Summit happening at the end of May. You're going to get a link to my framework for the 10-minute consultation. So what are you waiting for? Get your business up to badass and the links will be in the show notes. All right, badasses, keep saving the world with excellent counseling. Dr. Kate Walker, thank you so much for listening to Texas Counselors Creating Badass Businesses. Thank you to Ridgely Walker for her lovely voiceovers at our introduction. And do me a favor, when you get a second, please like, share, and subscribe, and write us a review. That's really how we get picked up by other RSS feeds, and we get this information out to the mental health badasses who need it. Thanks again, and keep saving the world with excellent therapy.